This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Raycon. Well, Microsoft might have lost out on their bid to take over a controlling stake of TikTok recently, but that wasn't the only company they had their eyes on. Because Microsoft, they're just keeping themselves sane during this pandemic through a little retail therapy. I'm bored. Let me just look through the catalog of every company and it's see just, if I can buy them. It's just fun when these companies show up on my doorstep, and mm -hmm. now I own them. Yeah, every couple of days, uh, Microsoft goes out to the door and a package is left there. Mm -hmm. What will it be this time? Yeah. It was announced Monday morning of this week that Microsoft had, oops, we accidentally bought ZeniMax. What's ZeniMax? I've never heard of that. It basically means that Microsoft now owns Bethesda, bugs and all. Uh, but it didn't come cheap. Microsoft, they forked over an absolute jaw-dropping $7.5 billion to acquire Bethesda and all of its sister companies under the ZeniMax umbrella. That's right. Yeah. So the Microsoft ZeniMax deal is worth nearly twice as much as the price that Disney paid to acquire Star Wars, and about three times as much as Microsoft spent to acquire Minecraft and its parent company, Mojang. And about four Quibbies. And we'll get to Quibby. And uh, yeah, this was all while Microsoft was in the midst of attempting to buy out the U.S. operations of TikTok from Chinese corporation ByteDance. We'll talk more about that shit show tomorrow or the day after, but it was also just uh, three months after Microsoft completely uh, gave up on their, in comparison, very cheap Twitch competitor Mixer, where they dissolved their assets and paid out millions upon millions of dollars to creators they'd signed to multi-year contracts. Yeah, in retrospect... They got too much money, I think. In retrospect, the whole Mixer debacle seems like just some loose change they had in their pocket. Ah. Like, we got to pay Ninja $30 million for nothing? Wait, Whatever. Mixer? What the... F what that, do we own? Is that a... <laughs> Well, get rid of it. Yeah. We're going to go buy Bethesda. So will this Bethesda deal actually pay off for Microsoft? Will it pay off for the fans? Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. But first, let's hear from Microsoft themselves regarding this deal. Yeah, head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, he said the following in a statement. Today is a special day as we welcome some of the most accomplished studios in the games industry to Xbox. We are thrilled to announce Microsoft has entered into an agreement to acquire ZeniMax Media, parent company of Bethesda Softworks. Bethesda's games have always had a special place on Xbox and in the hearts of millions of gamers around the world. Our teams have a close and storied history working together. From the amazing first Doom and its first id tech engine innovating games on PCs, to Bethesda bringing their first console game to the original Xbox, the groundbreaking Elder Scrolls III Morrowind. Over the years, I've had many deep conversations with the creative leaders at Bethesda on the future of gaming, and we've long shared similar visions for the opportunities for creators and their games to reach more players in more ways. It continues, Just as they took the bold first steps to bring the Elder Scrolls franchise to the original Xbox, Bethesda were early supporters of Xbox Game Pass, bringing their games to new audiences across devices, and have been actively investing in new gaming technology like cloud streaming of games. We will be adding Bethesda's iconic franchises to Xbox Game Pass for console and PC. One of the things that has me most excited is seeing the roadmap with Bethesda's future games, some announced and many unannounced, to Xbox console and PC, including Starfield, the highly anticipated new space epic currently in development by Bethesda Game Studios. Yeah, and like, I mean, for all of its, let's say, hiccups over the past couple of years, Bethesda is still a somewhat reputable name by God. Yeah, I mean, like, look, you take away the fact that they have absolutely ruined and squandered the Fallout series, mm -hmm. like, perhaps beyond repair. You take that away, and they, you know, they've done a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Doom. Yeah, and uh, it, leading, <laughs> up, leading up to this, and maybe something that should give people a signifier as to who Xbox is willing to take over next, is the fact that 
uh, a lot of Bethesda games were available on the Xbox Game Pass mm-hmm. prior to this. Most notably Fallout 76, which still to this day hasn't gone free to play, which is strange. Mm-hmm. Although it pretty much is now because it's been on Game Pass. If you pay for Game Pass, you, you get it. Yeah. But in case you didn't pick up on it throughout that statement or what I just said, this is great news for Xbox Game Pass, PC and console which is obviously the thing that their entire gaming division is focused on and clearly believes is the future of gaming. Microsoft knows what they have, and they are going to make this represent the entirety of gaming. Yep. It's it's really hard to deny that line of thinking, specifically because of the job that they've already done with the service. It sounds like they've sponsored the show, but they have not. It's just something that we both actually use. Yeah, Game Pass it, is great. I, I love it. It's truly one of the best deals in gaming, and as long as they keep the cost of the service at a reasonable rate, it's pretty clear that Game Pass has the potential to actually change the landscape of gaming and will be one of the dominant forces in gaming for this next decade. They're already tying their next-gen consoles to it. They're expanding it beyond consoles with PC Game Pass and the xCloud streaming service, which brings it to mobile phones. I mean, it's just pretty goddamn clear what their intentions are. And we would venture to guess that this ZeniMax acquisition is just the beginning of a long line of studio acquisitions by Microsoft. And like I tweeted earlier today, monopolies and capitalism, as long as it's by Microsoft, good. Probably not, but... No, there was a pretty much landmark uh, antitrust case involving Microsoft uh, not that long ago. Mm -hmm. It pretty much ended Bill Gates' career. Luckily, uh, there's so many game studios out there that they won't be accused of this for at least a couple years. Yeah. What I'm excited about specifically, and what I think is very interesting, Mm -hmm. is that now Fallout, Outer Worlds, and Wasteland are technically the same company, the same company <laughs> now, which, like, Wasteland and uh, Outer Worlds were, like, unofficial offshoots of... Well, so Fallout, same was, team. Fallout was an unofficial offshoot of the original Wasteland, and then they, Wasteland was brought back as an unofficial offshoot of Fallout. Uh, but uh, Outerlands was uh, developed by the same team that did uh, New Vegas, Obsidian. Yeah, so now, yeah, now Obsidian and Bethesda are uh, both owned by Microsoft, which opens the door to New Vegas 2 or something... Of that nature, which or is very exciting. Or at least giving exciting. the Fallout franchise back to someone who did it correctly. Correct, yes. Yes. Like, hey, Todd, listen, you had a lot of great ideas, mm-hmm. okay? Listen, you had to make the company money. We understand. But you don't have to worry about money anymore. So let's just let's just do this right, yeah. okay? It's great. Yeah. It's great. So whether you think this is great for the consumer or not, I mean, that's up in the air. Traditionally, this kind of thing has been <laughs> bad. yeah. And uh, yeah, even though it wasn't a membership service, this is almost the same kind of thing that everyone gave shit to Epic Games for because it made a bunch of games exclusive to their service. But also they gave those studios a ton of money to make those games without any risk of loss. Yeah. So, and also Steam had many options for fighting back against it yeah. and uh, their pride got in the way. But anyway, Microsoft, specifically relating to Xbox, is already ubiquitous when it comes to gaming. And the fact that they're making a hell of a lot of these titles available for play on PC alongside console makes this a lot more palatable than the idea of having something belong to a service and a launcher that started out with zero users or anything. It's already pre-installed. Like, half of the gaming community uses Xbox. Uh, A good portion is PC. Mm -hmm. And then you have PlayStation. I mean... It's a, it's a much easier pill to swallow. Yes. Yeah. So really, I mean, we're kind of torn on this. And what does that mean going forward uh, with Bethesda being tied directly to Microsoft? Pretty much everything that Bethesda would have made, including Elder Scrolls VI, that's going to be available at no extra cost through Game Pass. So if you're getting Game Pass, whether it's you're leasing a console and you're paying for it together, 
or you buy the console and you're paying whatever it is, 15 bucks a month for Ultimate, whatever, you're going to get these games and you're going to get Bethesda's catalog. And if not, you'll definitely be able to buy it at full price if you want to, if that's your kink. Uh, I just <laughs> like having the box. Yeah, uh, but that also begs the question, what does this mean for other platforms, specifically PlayStation? And we're not experts. You'd have to ask Lawrence to get a real answer. But we think it's safe to assume that Bethesda games will be released for PlayStation and will almost certainly go up on platforms like Steam because doing anything else would be throwing away free money. Our prediction here, Xbox and PC Game Pass will get exclusive items and definitely early access to things like DLC for Bethesda games. PlayStation's going to get the full game available at launch, but at full price, and you're probably going to have to wait for DLC, and you might not get yeah. the green headlamp. You're yeah. going to have a blue headlamp. Uh, it's also funny because Bethesda did sign a bunch of, like, or at least two PS4, like, exclusive exclusivity periods for mm -hmm. upcoming games, so now... And they, they have to I'm honor sure, that still. Well, unless Microsoft completely bought them out of that, which is... I don't think they can, because those are deals that Bethesda made with Sony. Well, oh, well. Uh, so, yeah, it's like there's like two upcoming Bethesda games that have a six-month exclusivity for PS5, I think. <laughs> wow. So that's fun. Yeah, that'll be awkward. Yeah. Yikes. Mm -hmm. But honestly, what do you... Yes, you, the person watching, what do you <laughs> think about this acquisition? Is it smart for Microsoft? I mean, we've all sat here witnessing Bethesda just go full rake stepper over the past few years, just repeatedly smashing itself in the face and balls and <laughs> wasting any remaining goodwill that it had left over from the community. It's a bag. Who cares if it's nylon or fabric? It's a fucking bag. Oh, I forgot about the Fallout you, 76 bag. You take your bag and you fucking like it. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, like, maybe this is... Maybe this is good. Maybe it's good that someone else is now stepping in yeah. and has ultimate final say over what fucking Todd does with this company. Yeah. Uh, it's also kind of funny that Obsidian, they left Bethesda. Uh, well, they were never, that, that was a one-time deal. Obsidian's always always been sort of a, yeah. a journeyman studio. But well, they, like you said earlier, they, they were no longer involved and now immediately are within the same... Yeah, umbrella. now, yeah. The Microsoft bought Obsidian a couple years back, developed the Outer Worlds. So it's, it's cool that they're back together, maybe... <laughs> I mean, Obsidian's Twitter account, like, quote tweeted someone asking, like, does this mean we're going to new New Vegas? And it's just, like, the shrug emoji. So, Obsidian's probably like, you know what? That would be great because they would give us so much money to yeah. make that. It's a guaranteed hit. Yeah. Obsidian's probably, like, through the moon about well, this I mean, piece. like, Outer Worlds, best Fallout game we've gotten in years. So. I just started replaying it again to, to get caught up again so I could play the DLC yeah. with full knowledge. And it's such a good game. Yeah. It's so great, and it's so easily accessible for people like me who are very dumb to the whole, like, actual RPG yeah. stuff. Like, that was a gateway game to actually for me to actually play New Vegas. Mm -hmm. I finished Outer Worlds, and I was like, wait, New Vegas is, like, better than that? Oh, yeah. And I immediately played New Vegas and was like, this is incredible. So I would love to see New Vegas 2 straight from Obsidian, and I think that would be, like, th the happiest that gamers have been in forever. If I, news I'm out. really hoping they, they use the in-exile Wasteland 3 engine to develop a new Fallout Tactics game. Because I would play the shit out of that. That would be great. And then you could play it on your phone through xCloud. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm biased because I love the Game Pass, and everyone obviously knows that if they watch this show by now. But uh, the only questions I have about how, whether this is good or bad is it comes down to, like, I mean, are all these game companies going to get bought up by Sony and Microsoft? And still, what's going to be left of... I uh, mean, 
you're always going to have Activision and Ubisoft and uh, Dude, I wouldn't be surprised EA. if Sony just straight up like bought Activision at some point. They already get all the COD exclusives for like a year. That would be that and... would be one of like that that deal would be 30 billion dollars. Like, <laughs> that, that would be maybe the biggest like acquisition. At least two ever. dozen Quibbies. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what do you think? Let us know. Is it good? Bad? Do you not care? We're a bit torn on it, but I think in general this is probably good. Yeah. But uh, before we get into the story about everyone or that everyone wrote to us on Twitter uh, and also the stupid Emmys, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor, Raycom. Now, everyone knows uh, about my world famous walks. It's pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much all I have to do with my free time. And when I'm walking out there, I always put on an audiobook, a podcast, or just some great tunes. I just shut the world off. Mm -hmm. And you know the best way to listen? Using a pair of premium wireless earbuds, especially if you can get them at less than half the price of those other guys. And that's why I recommend wireless earbuds from Raycom. I also love my Raycon earbuds. They fit very snugly. They don't fall out. They're not uncomfortable. You barely realize they're even there. Plus... If I'm just lounging in my hammock, like I often do. World I can, famous hammock lounge. I can easily drown out the outside world with them, including my fucking dogs. Who yeah. Insist on coming out to ha do hammock time with me and ruining it by just barking at everything. <laughs> no traffic sounds, no dogs. I only hear what I want to hear. Mm -hmm. So now it's time for you to listen up, because Raycon's newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, a more compact design, a noise-isolating fit, and more. Raycon earbuds are stylish and discreet. No dangling wires or stems. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Rich the Kid. They're all obsessed with their products. So give them a try. Raycon has a 45-day free return policy, so you can make sure that they're the best pair of wireless earbuds for you. For a limited time, get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash todaydaily. That is buyraycon.com slash todaydaily for a special 15% discount on Raycon wireless earbuds. Make sure to check it out now while the deal's running. Buyraycon.com slash todaydaily. All right, now let's get uh, right back to it with an update on a little streaming company who thought they could drop right into an already crowded market and just throw cash at a problem that didn't even exist until they were wildly successful. Of course this would work. Why wouldn't it? Money always is the easiest way from point A to point B. Yeah. We're talking once again about Quibi. The little startup that couldn't. So Quibi is apparently already looking to sell itself to the highest bidder. Hi, Press Microsoft. <laughs> Please. Do you have any money left over? You can put us on the Xbox. Yeah, we're not exactly sure who the hell would want to take this company over and for how much. But we would imagine that it won't be anywhere close to the amount of money that was initially raised to bring Quibi into existence, which was around $1.75 billion dollars. Yes, with a B. Yeah, it's almost as if this stupid streaming service was doomed from its inception, and anyone who called it out for being a dumb idea over and over and over again, starting well before it even launched, should consider themselves geniuses yeah. and should go ahead and uh, pat themselves on the back wow. for being such Nostradamuses about things all the time. Yeah, we're always right. All right, here's the details regarding the sale of Quibi from Variety via the Wall Street Journal, who tried to charge us $100 to read this story. Get out of here. No thanks. News Corp. <laughs> Fuck off, Rupert. <laughs> Quibi, the mobile subscription TV startup founded by Jeffrey Katzenberg, is exploring strategic options, including a potential sale, the Wall Street Journal reported. 
Launched in April 2020, Quibi has raised about $1.75 billion from major studios and other investors and has banked dozens of original series from Hollywood A-listers. The major question is, who exactly would be interested in acquiring the struggling Quibi venture, given its untested business model and weak subscriber traction to date? continues. The possible sale of Quibi comes as it has had a tough time signing up subscribers following its launch six months ago, which came just weeks after the COVID-19 pandemic began sweeping across the U.S. I love that that's still their excuse, even in, like, other articles. Wow. Just like, we were right on, we were on track to really just crush it, but... Well, you know what happened. Coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, among other potential moves it is exploring, Quibi is considering trying to raise even more funding or launching an IPO <laughs> through a merger with a special purpose acquisition company or an SPAC per the general report. Uh, and we need to stop right there because that would be the fucking most hilarious thing ever. And you know Katzenberg is pitching it because he's like, look, look, I wish I was an investor, but there's this company called Robinhood. And they made it so easy to invest in companies that millennials are ruining the stock market. If this was like two years ago, they'd be talking about an ICO. Mm -hmm. like we, need a, we need Quibi coin. Quibi coin could save the company. It's backed by the blockchain, guys. Yeah. Don't you understand? This content is literally backed by the blockchain. It's free content. You pay for it by mining crypto on your <laughs> phone for us. But yeah, like this would be good for two reasons. One, because it would immediately crash and burn. It would be a historic fall. Would I would like, short. I, I have never done options trading. I would be all over that shit. I would yeah. short the hell out of that stuff. Yeah. And the second thing that would make this great is that uh, we would get a look at the inside of all of Quibi's financials. They'd have. Yeah. There's a <laughs> pretty, pretty in-depth uh, review process before you're allowed to go public in this country. So if they did that, it would be incredible just to, just to crack open the books and yeah. uh, take a look at just what's going on inside of Quibi. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, like when we work, thought that would be a good idea. Yeah, we can and, see how the sausage is and made. And the FTC was just like, Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> this company sucks. <laughs> you really want to go public? <laughs> I've been doing this for 30 years. This is the most embarrassing thing I've ever yeah. seen in my entire life. Uh, Quibi did not confirm or deny the journal report. A spokeswoman said, we do not comment on rumor or speculation. <laughs> but everything's fine. But it's true. In a statement, the company said, Quibi has successfully launched a new business and pioneered a new form of storytelling and state-of-the-art platform. Jeffrey Katzenberg and CEO Meg Whitman are committed to continuing to build the business in the way that gives the greatest experience for customers, greatest value for shareholders, <laughs> and greatest opportunity for employees. Oh, man, they're like, I when I think of the heads of Quibi, I think of the pioneers. Mm-hmm. And how they blaze the trails across Just like MoviePass. Yeah. Real pioneers. <laughs> so this news comes a day after Quibi was uh, pff, snubbed uh, pretty hard at the Emmys. Basically ran against itself in a few short form categories. And still lost. Yeah, it had two shows nominated for Best Short Form. Yet still lost to some additional bonus content produced for AMC's <laughs> Better Call Saul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I'll sell the company. You got me. Uh, to be fair, they did win two Emmys for actors in short form, so that's not nothing. But they were again running against Emmy themselves. Award winning Quibi. Yeah. Uh, as far as the rest of the Emmy Awards are concerned, I don't know. You don't care. Neither does anyone else. I didn't even realize they were happening. This I was year. watching the football game. Yeah, I, I didn't watch either of those. I. Yeah. Uh, no one watched the Emmys on Sunday night. It reported its lowest ratings ever once again. 
You know, it's that damn coronavirus. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, I don't understand. Uh, but because of the coronavirus, people that are trapped indoors with nothing to watch still aren't watching anything. Yeah. But, you know, since we don't want to be complete downers, here's uh, some good news. Uh, Shit's Creek, uh, in its final season, it's swept, brought home a ton of awards, which is well-deserved because that show, it's great. A lot of people love it. My wife loves it. Ricky loves it. I told it, uh, I told you all to start watching it well over a year ago. So I like the soundtrack. That's all I really know about it is that it has a great score. Again, I will say if you're <laughs> jumping into Shit's Creek, skip the first episode. The first episode is not good. People always say that, but I don't think a single person has ever been like, okay, I'll just jump in on the second episode. Well, no, because the first episode makes it seem like Arrested Development. The real yes. show building starts in, in episode two. And once you get into the, it's one of those shows where it's like once you're into the second season, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's just a joy. It's a joy of a television show. And it's all well-deserved. Catherine O'Hara with her Emmy. Mm-hmm. You love to see Good it. Good for her. Love her. Uh, but yeah, going back to Gwibby really quick, I just think it's like, every time we bring this up, I just think it's so funny that like, Katzenberg, sure, um, he had his ups and downs throughout his entire history of his career. Uh, like, what, was he ousted from Disney or had it gotten a fight with, like, the Disney execs and then he left to start DreamWorks? It was, it was not an amicable exit. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he left. But still, DreamWorks was a success. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, at age fucking 100 or whatever he is, decides, one last ride. I got an idea. No. Cell phones. <laughs> and just ruins his legacy. Because that's the other thing, too, is it's like, up until now... Up until like last year, you like you say the name Katzenberg, and it's like, yeah, in, in Los Angeles, in Hollywood, in mm-hmm. production, people are like, oh yeah, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Oh, Jeffrey Katzenberg. No uh, one else, no one else in the country knows who Jeffrey Katzenberg is. Yeah. Now he's looked at as this fucking ginormous, hilarious failure. Yeah, he's basically uh, Homer's half brother who uh, you know tarnishes his his legacy, legacy in the automotive industry because his son was like, "There's not enough to watch on my phone." By yeah. <laughs> Now presenting. <laughs> People should have shows to watch on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before we go, here's some video footage released that's uh, just going viral today on Twitter of a life-size Gundam in Japan. Oh, good. In testing mode. Uh, yeah, that, that footage, it is sped up four times the normal speed, but it is still both awesome and terrifying to look at. And uh, really makes you wonder uh, how quickly they're going to get this thing into full operation and uh, waging war against whatever the U.S. comes up with in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, probably just more nukes. Sorry, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's scary. Boom. Bye. See you later. I mean, you, you've seen what... We did it before. Like <laughs> We're not going to have a fist fight in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, we'll see you very soon for a new Tech News Day because uh, literally every hour from Sunday through today... The story about TikTok and fucking Oracle and Walmart. It is the most confusing goddamn thing. Like I think on purpose, too. It's like contradictory. Like, I don't know if anyone involved in that thing knows what's happening. Even, like, the government. Like Everyone's very confused about what's going on. Yeah, I I was like, because we reported last week. We are like, oh, yeah, so that's taken care of. But then it's like a day later. It's like, apparently not. Apparently they're shutting it all down. Like, no, they're not. We'll get to it. We'll tell you all about it soon. We're going to let this one simmer for a bit because it changes every day. So as soon as it's calm, we're going to get a tech news day together for you and uh, try to explain things. Uh, But in the meantime, meantime, uh, go check out our most recent episodes. We have a brand new episode of uh, Weekly Weird News, a new episode of News Dump. Check both of those out over there. Support those episodes. Get them the views that they deserve. And we'll be back soon with some more content for your eyeballs. Bye. Bye.